Hey, Jonathan. Yes? Do you notice anything different about me? Mm, your hair? I'm wearing a bra. <laughs> oh! God, has it been that long? People are like, I've never seen this movie. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's just a weird kinky thing between you and me <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> like, damn, they left the microphones on. <laughs> they were fucking in the studio. <laughs> <sighs> you got any taglines? <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I got three of them. Here we go. All right. She's gorgeous, and she's never been kissed. Needless to say... She's from another planet. That is too long. <laughs> too long. <laughs> but also, wait, what? She's gorgeous, and she's never been kissed. Needless to say, she's from another planet. They're like, because anybody is gorgeous and, and hasn't has... been kissed must be an alien. Yeah, yeah. They don't kiss anywhere else but in the <laughs> on Earth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, what I'm taking from it is that they're like, Anybody who's hot, some dude must have already fucked her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Millions of Christian girls are crying. Right? Next, millions of light years from home, she's found a husband, a stepdaughter, and a dog. When she finds out about sex, she may just stay for the weekend. Again, too long. Trollop. Just the weekend? Yeah. And also, like... uh. We'll talk about it later, but that opens up a very interesting thing about what this movie wants to be and what it is. Oh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll hold it. Last one. Man's closest encounter. Okay, I like that one. I do like this one. <laughs> Thank right? God it was only one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Man's closest encounter. She's never been kissed. She's a virgin. She's from space. By the way, Kim Basinger, she's an alien in this movie. And she's going to be your stepmom, Allison Hannigan. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> space herpes. <laughs> yeah. With a budget of $20 million and a USA gross of $13.8 million, with one alien eyeball purse, one sex scene, two scenes with a woman drinking battery juice, one floating dog, one girl stuck on the ceiling, one phasing through a car, one alien purse explosion, and 11 aliens in total, with a 5.4 on IMDb and a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 1988's My Stepmother is an Alien. Let's drop some bombs. I don't want you here. Get out. No place to go. I don't care about that. This house is for a family. You know what I mean? A family? Home sweet home? All that. Hey, you know what I say? Why do you think you wait for them, man? Go get out! Go get out! Hello up there, you omnipotent super beings from some other dimensional planet! <laughs> Get it! Welcome to Bombs Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me inside the studio, as always, is... Please, Derek, just let me in your room. It's me, your stepfather, Tyler. <laughs> Wait, what? That's right. <laughs> I'm a stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
you're gonna respect your mother <laughs> and me, Derek. I just feel like that's a stepdad name. Is Derek, Derek. is good? Yeah, you're not my dad, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> you're not my mom, Kim Basinger. But then she becomes her mom real quick. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yeah there's, we will... there's a lot that happens in 48 hours in this film. This movie takes place in 48 hours. That's right. Oh, by the way. Yes. Happy Mother's Day, Jonathan. Oh, happy Mother's Day to you, too. <laughs> Thank you. How's my, your little ones? My children are here in the studio. Okay. Uh, Rodrigo and Gurgle Mesh. Okay. <laughs> That's, um... Hello, it's me, Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Gurgle Mesh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice if you had been like, That's Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Google Mesh is like, oh, I hate my brother. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get a family name. <laughs> I'm Google Mesh the third. <laughs> so, God, it's stupid. A <laughs> uh, couple announcements right off the bat. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Uh, sorry that this one came out a little late. Didn't really get to celebrate it on Mother's Day, but... Here you go, guys. But when it comes out a little late, that's when you get to celebrate Mother's Day. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, first off, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a bonus episode coming up this this week, right? It'll be out on Thursday. It'll be celebrating the entire saga of of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. It's a fun one. It's super fun. We decided to do something we're calling Staff Picks. Right, where we take good movies, and well, maybe once a month we'll do it. Who knows? Yeah. But we'll take one good movie and we'll dish on that a little bit. Yeah, right? and not even necessarily a good movie, just a movie that we really enjoy we that we love. can nerd yeah. out hard on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we decided to pick the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and what we really picked was Avengers Endgame, so we could really talk about that. Yeah, but then we decided that. Anybody who might not, you know, have listened or watched the other ones, we were like, let's do a game. So we decided to do a game in which we ran down the first 21 films. And we all got 30 seconds to do it. And we went movie to movie movie in chronological release order. And it turned out to be a lot of fun. And it is called Avengers (laughs) Pregame. So drink up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then take a shot every time I get one of the Marvel movies I have not seen. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple. And then after that, the next two following weeks will be our Avengers Endgame review that we've split up into two parts. Yes. So you're getting a lot of bonus material this month. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy. It. And okay. let us know if you like that uh cuz we are more than happy to do it cuz it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's a really relaxed episode. It really is. I mean, all episodes are pretty relaxed. It's yeah. pretty chill. But yes, that was a lot of fun. Second, tickets are still available for The Running Man. That's May 24th, if you're listening to this uh, when it came out. And it'll be 7 o'clock at the Frida Cinema. It's a Friday. Come on down. Enjoy it. We're going to be joined by the Grind Bin Podcast. They are our local neighbors that also do Grindhouse and Exploitation Films. And we will just just take on this Arnold Schwarzenegger classic that everybody might remember but might 
need to revisit it with new eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You've never seen it, right? I've never seen it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it before we do the uh, the show. It's up to you. I get up there fresh. Ooh, fresh meat. Fresh meat. Okay. So that is coming on the 24th of May. Tickets are still available. www.thefreedacinema.org slash events slash bombs away live. Moving on. All right. Also remember, T-shirts are are available. They're at tpublic.com slash stores slash bombs dash away dash live. And we have a whole bunch of T-shirts, Showgirls T-shirts. We have Demolition Man T-shirts, T-shirts with our logo on it. There's so many things there for you to enjoy, and new stuff is coming out all the time. Yeah. Get them while they're hot. And by hot, I mean get them while we still are allowed to have them on our shop. That's right. <laughs> get them while we're allowed to have a ripoff yes. <laughs> design. So, yes, that's all the things that are coming up. Uh, and and just thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And let's take on My Stepmother's an Alien. My step- Shall we? Yes. Okay. So, first off the bat, I have to I have to get this out there. Did you know... Who composed the score of this? I did. I saw it, and I was very upset. It's like he had to pay dues back in the day. Yes. Right? We're talking about Alan Silvestri, right? Yes. Famed uh, Famed for... composer of Mac and Me. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to lead up to Mac and Me, but I was going to say who framed Roger Rabbit. Sure. Um, Avengers. Does he do Avengers? Yes. Oh, my God. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, no? Oh, oh yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ, this poor guy. That's what I mean. I feel like back in the day, they were like, listen, 30 years from now, Alan, you're going to like you're gonna compose probably the, one of the most memorable scores of the next generation. It's going to play continuously through California Adventure <laughs> forever. Forever. <laughs> right? Yes. He does all the Avengers scores. Yes. Right? Jeez. So, it's just funny because it really feels like they're like, yes, it will play forever, but you've got to watch and score My Stepmother's an Alien. Which is so weird because now that you're telling me that he did Avengers, mm-hmm. like, you know, you got, like, Elfman, who has a very, like, consistent sound through bum, a, bum, 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 Yes, bum, exactly. Um, and then you have, like... Um, Hans Zimmer, who again, it's a very, it's orchestral, <laughs> yep, and it's it's consistent, right? Yeah, but like I actually just watched Sherlock last night. Oh, did you really? It, yeah, it's same thing. Yeah, and then are you talking Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes? The I'm talking Robert about Downey Jr. Robert Downey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not Doctor Strange. No. Um, Alan Silvestri does not really have a signature sound. Mm. These movies, these movies like Mac and Me and this, Mac and Me definitely sounds. I I could hear when I when we did Mac and Me, I could hear Who Framed Roger Rabbit in it. I could uh, more uh, Avengers. Oh, can you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of brass. Yes. See, because in in because uh, I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that score is just like boink 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 boink. You know, it's it's like really like all over, and it's like. That mm-hmm. kind of sounds. Well, you know, he also did. He also did Back to the Future. Yes, and oh, that's what it does. Back to the Future sounds like Mac and Me. Mac and Me literally just sounds like he was just like, here's the Back to the Future soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, as the kid's falling off the cliff. (laughs) 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 Mac, I have to tell you about the future. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was that was the weirdest thing. I saw his title card and was like, "Oh, what? Okay, yes, (sighs) something else." Well, because uh, this movie starts off with a normal song, not composed or anything. Yeah, it's like it's, a it's a pop song. You don't have to be rich to be my girl. You don't have to be That's cruel right. to rule my world. Yeah. yeah, it's Kiss. It's Prince, but just a like somebody else doing. I think it. it's a Tom Jones cover. Yeah, yeah, and your Kiss. Kiss. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. Just another thing to say, Dan Aykroyd is the star of this film. We will get to that, but... I um, guess. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, Dan Aykroyd is so into the paranormal and the supernatural in real life, life, and I know for a fact he was so excited to make this movie. Yeah, he was like, God, I'm so happy... I got to fuck a ghost in the last movie I did. Yeah. And now I get to fuck an alien. Yes. Yes. He is so <laughs> into this kind of stuff. And, like, he wanted to go so much wackier with all the types of stuff that he wrote. And no one would ever let him because it was just balls to the walls insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, like, I feel like he really, I don't know. He finally got his balls to the wall insane shit that he wanted to do. His balls are all out. His balls are out, <laughs> yes. Because this, this movie wants to be a sex comedy so bad. This movie wants to be so disgusting, but a family-friendly flick at the same time that it is so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's, there is a wild... There's a wild backstory to this. Interesting. I feel like it was two separate movies made. No, 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 no. No, not two separate movies, but I mean just like, that's what it feels like, is it feels like someone was like, it's like an early American pie, but then like a Disney family movie that just like uh, had a disgusting incestual child together. Well, I'll give you one piece of it. One piece of the puzzle now. The January 25th, 1988 draft of the script credits Jericho Stone as the writer, right? With revisions by Frank Galati, Richard Benner, Susan Rice, Herschel Weingrod, and Timothy Harris, Paul Rudnick, and Deborah Frank, and Carl Sutter, and further rewrites by Jonathan Reynolds. Okay? This is just the initial rewrites? Only four of the ten writers received actual screen credit. It took ten people to write this? Ten (laughs) people to be like, oh, baby! And I don't think they were ever in the same room, because that's how it reads. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like they each got to write a scene. You get to write this character. Yeah. Right? Jimmy, you're horny, so you write John Lovitz. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I love John Lovitz. He is so good in this. (laughs) We'll get to the ending, but it fully redeems this movie for a second. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll drop that on you, right? And we'll, we'll get to the rest. It feels about right. Okay. So we open on this laboratory. Okay. Yes. That yes, that's what happens. Yes. <laughs> Damn, you no. got to do it. <laughs> no. Uh, so. We open on this laboratory, which I'm pretty sure is the same building from Biodome. It could be. It, I think it, it looks exactly the same. Which is also the same building as, like, 
they used for like Starfleet, Starfleet and Next Generation. Oh. This is a building out in California that's used for anything that wants to seem scientific. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a laboratory that is there to basically search for signs of life outside of the universe. Yeah, it's right? um, yeah, there there's that's their sole thing, which is like um, no one devotes that much money to trying to talk to aliens. Sorry. <laughs> NASA doesn't even put that much money into it. And there's a lightning storm going on and Dan Aykroyd's boss is like, don't you dare turn it up a past 300, like whatever, 300 megahertz or something, some, right? Some science mumbo jumbo that's just made up to make them sound they smart. Are just, they are just talking bullshit. Yeah, they, like, this whole, all the scientists in this, you're, they are the least believable scientists in film history. Yeah, you you had you had like goggles on, and you said like three point twenty one gigawatts, and yeah. you're like, we're good. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, that's the other thing. I mean, Back to the Future, the science is not real, and it doesn't make any sense if you give it any thought. But they Bunch don't focus on the science in it. Where this one, they're like focusing on the science way too much for something where it's like. This alien's going to come down and she's going to fuck. Yeah. God. So they're trying to send out a signal to a distant galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't get it to work, basically. They don't have enough power. Yeah, they don't have enough power. There's a lightning storm. And and so John Lovitz, which, what does he do at the company? He's he, Dan Aykroyd's brother. Yes, I believe, from what I can understand... As we learn from him later, he's just loaded, so I think he just funds the projects. And huh. I think he basically got his brother in there with his funding. With his Rolls Royce. With his Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. It's an English classic. <laughs> baby! <laughs> baby! I'm a horny little bird. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so... Um, yeah, he's there, and and... They all go up to the rooftop, and the boss of the place is basically like, don't do the experiment. And it's like, isn't that literally the only thing that this place is supposed to be doing? Yeah, but I think he's worried about their safety. Because he's straight up like, don't go on the roof. No, he said that the cyclometer or whatever like that he blew last time is so expensive yeah, that's right. that he didn't want to blow it the next time. Right? Yeah, the cyclometer. Yeah. That's a science thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just a bicycle. <laughs> it's like a little old lady on a bicycle, and last time they did, she just got electrocuted and died. Don't go above 88! <laughs> You're going to see real serious shit above that. <laughs> You're going to see Libyans! <laughs> yeah. And so that's weird that, you know, basically he's he's like, hey, this is what needs to happen in order of, in order for us to contact, uh, you know... Uh, possibly another yeah. another race of aliens right and and he's like it'll take 72 years to get out there and they're like 72 years and 72 to get back and he's like all right well then don't do it this <laughs> yeah like, wait well that's the whole point yeah i don't get it i don't get it because the science doesn't make sense no it doesn't it's bullshit science but then then um they go up on the roof and john lovitz doesn't know how to put on a rain jacket yeah, he's like fumbling with it. It's like, dude, just put your head in the head hole and your arms in the armhole. God damn it. Yeah, he's like, oh, 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 God, I'm getting wet. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, I won't go on the roof, I guess. Right? And he's like, my jacket, it smells like fish. Yeah, it was just like, like 
Wait, that's you, buddy. Yeah, you <laughs> smell like shit, dude. That's you're, not... You're gross. That's not because you were out in the rain for a second. Dude, wash your hands. Right? So, uh, a a jacket and on a chair seems to, like, roll over and, like, short out the cyclometer. Yes. Right? We'll just call it that. I don't know if it was really that, but yeah. that sounds good. The science mode mojo, Yeah, though. and... And then that causes the actual satellite to project the beam into space and bounce off a whole bunch of planets <laughs> and then, like, go on to the other monitor. Yes, but it's also struck by lightning. The radio- radar okay. dish is struck by lightning, which amplifies it. Yeah. And then the button shorts it and just shoots it. Yeah, and it literally springs off of planets. It's like... Boing, 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 boing. It pinballs. Yes. Right? But then that's not how computer screens work. You can't you, you don't go off of the computer graphic of like where planets are and then go into like real space picture. Yeah. Also, um that would be a simulation. Yeah. Y- you literally would not be seeing it in real time. <laughs> it is millions of light years away. And uh, yeah, would and they dual monitor it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It, the line like, just goes off one and onto the other. Yes, like like we said, the science in this is such bullshit. So he gets fired, yes. because he shorted out the place, rightfully so. Yeah, uh, and now we are given a foot fetish dream. Weird. <laughs> that guy that reviewed um that reviewed Plan Nine from Outer Space would have been really happy with uh, this scene because it is a very long scene of a pair of legs very Just seductively putting on, putting pantyhose. on pantyhose. Yeah, it's and in in the void of space. Yeah, like literally, like I thought they were like space, like cosmic giants, <laughs> like living, like they're celestials. Yeah, like gods. Just like oh yeah, the feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, put that pantyhose on. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's like honestly one of my favorite movies is My Stepmother's an Alien. <laughs> it's got a great scene for one scene, one scene only, one scene only. Yeah. What what I find the most weird about this is like how much they seem to know these aliens seem to know about us. Yes. Well, that's kind of explained later. I guess because the they just first. have a gigantic book of Earth. Yeah. Which is okay. Wait. Hold on. The aliens, or, or at least Kim Basinger, right? She seems to, like, process information via osmosis. Yes. Right? She, she like, puts abs- her hand on a screen and absorbs the information in the computer. She puts her, like, wrist inside of books. Yes. But when it's come time to read the giant Earth book from the men in the sky. She, like, reads it. They read it. Yeah. What? I, again, the science in this is bullshit. From the, alien nuns. The sci-fi is bullshit in this, too. Yeah, male alien nuns. Male alien nuns. Yeah, they look like they're, like, just... They took off their hoods just long enough to talk to her before they went inside of, like, a contamination zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are actually rejects from Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> yes. And so Kim Basinger is an alien who is preparing to go to Earth because... The signal that Dan Aykroyd sent sent their planet off their its gravitational pull? Yeah, which is like, what? You mean a radio signal? Yeah, what kind of planet? Do you live on a styrofoam ball in the <laughs> middle of, the, of space and, and a sound wave knocked it off? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and they never explain their planet ever. They're just basically like, it's doomed. 
It's like, yeah. all right, what kind of planet is it? It's doomed. Well, it's um, it's an AM radio station. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, it was doomed long before the radio signal. I have a tattoo of Calvin pissing, and he has a, two streams, <laughs> and he's peeing on a color TV and an <laughs> FM radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we got a radio signal, and we're not video, so you killed the radio star. <laughs> Honestly, we got a radio signal and it was playing 21 Pilots and you killed all of our people. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Oh, God. Oh, God. No! Our whole planet is gonna implode. <laughs> yeah. Ashley! <laughs> so, um, now... We're at a... Yes. Yes, we're at a party. So... Uh, no, no, we're, we're... Now we're before the party. That's right. And we're introduced to Jesse, which is... Played by Allison Hannigan. Yes, right? from American Pie. Buffy Vampire Slayer. Buffy, and most probably well-known by everyone, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, Lily. Lily. And she is about 14, 15 in this film. I think 13. Yeah, think something like that. She says some shit that she's definitely young. <laughs> and she is playing the stereotypical child of a widowed father where the father is just a goddamn train wreck yes and she <laughs> says some shit in this that is just like god damn you know i know full house was like just starting but like man they really got the dead mom thing down subtly because she's straight up just like when are you gonna marry now that mom's dead yeah <laughs> she <laughs> wants him to Fuck so bad. That's all she wants. I want you to come tonight, Dad. <laughs> so much so that they're about to go to a singles party. Yes. In which children are the servers? That's weird. Yes. Um. Just in case you can't take anyone home in your age range, you can take home one of these child brides. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> take home Juliette Lewis before anybody knew who she was. Yeah, that was weird. When I saw her, I was like, oh. <gasps> Juliette Lewis, because I love Juliette Lewis. So this must was... have been the, uh, like around the same time as Christmas Vacation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right she before. Looks the same. Yep. Like but she also time. did just look the same until she turned forty. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she's always looked y really young for yeah. her age. But yeah, um, yeah, they go to this single mingle party. Yeah. And where yeah. John Lovitz literally, I guess, has hit on every girl in the room and or is dating them. But he also has game. I don't get it. Because the women are still like, oh, my God. Oh, why haven't you talked to me in so long? Baby, <laughs> I've got things to do. Yeah, this guy's packing meat. <laughs> yeah, he must be. Because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's... Acting! Because he's pulling. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come to my comedy show? <laughs> I have a theater up in Universal City Walk. Oh, God. Baby! <laughs> in a few years, I'll be in <laughs> Rat Race. <laughs> it's like a remake of Mad, 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 Mad World, just way less funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Kevin Smith comes into my show. Oh, God. Baby! Baby! <laughs> Wait till I'm in City Slickers 2. <laughs> Wait till you see me in Little Nicky. I heard it's going to jumpstart my career again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a horny little bird. Baby! Why can John Lovitz only play like a creepy horny man because he is you think so <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he's just playing like what he knows well I, I he was he even played characters like that on Siren Live just a horny man yeah <laughs> that's such a funny character I do like that character because he's like gross so it's funny that he's so I horny. think it stems from he used to play uh the liar on weekend update 
Where you'd be like, me and my wife, Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, <laughs> that's the ticket. <laughs> that's where that's a ticket comes from. Okay. Yeah. He still says that shit and like he's like it's in his contract every movie he does. He's like <laughs> I have to say that's the ticket. Then people will remember who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he has game. I don't know where it's coming from. It's I don't the know. Money. But there's one woman that's like you haven't talked to me all night. And then there's another one that like splashes water in it, like or a martini in his face later on. Yeah. I just So he he opens the door to Kim Basinger. Her name is Celeste. A celestial. She, oh, she's a celestial. Yeah. Oh. She lands on the beach first. Like, well, her spaceship lands on a coaster the size of her spaceship. Yes. <laughs> it's like a drink coaster. Yes. Well, because, like, I don't know what this is. It's like a saucer spaceship, but it has a plate underneath it that, that just makes hovers it below it. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's a weird It's a weird design. It's It's awful. <laughs> It's so bad. Well, make sure you don't want to get any rings on the land. Yeah, you, exactly. Like, you, know, yeah. you don't want any water drips. Then that's how people know when an alien has landed is when the ring on the ground. That's Actually, right. Actually, that's a genuine thing. So they're <laughs> preventing that. Now she lands on on the beach in this weird fucking outfit. Even weird for the eighties. Weird. It's like the rings of Saturn. Yes. In a dress. She got a big old hat. It's okay. So what it is? It's like it's it's a sock of a dress. Like it's, yes, it's it, spandex, it's skin tight. But then but it has these ribs around for the, her pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because around the way, the hips section is an actual like ring. It's kind of like a hoop skirt, but then it comes back in tight. Yes. It is odd. Yeah. And then her hat is spandex as well, and it has another giant ring on it. Yes. It right? is so weird. It's, it, it, because it's like, I don't think anybody in a magazine like because it seems like they get all of what they think they know about earth from pop culture and i think which she's, is it's such a stereotype i think she saw that that outfit that she's wearing in a fashion magazine in a scene and then was maybe like, that's what it is but maybe in like a runway where but those things yeah well, things on runway never come to fruition yeah, they're just high fashion yeah they're just supposed to look cool yeah so she yeah. wears it um she yeah. was like i was at 2019's met gala <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being a social media influencer <laughs> and her purse is like i didn't know what camp was <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew what camp was um so yes, John. She rings the doorbell, and John Lovitz lets her in, and he, he <laughs> just comes his pants. Baby, <laughs> that's where I've been doing that. That's, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's from. Oh, oh, baby. Yeah. Right. And she immediately asks for Doctor Stephen Mills. Right. Yeah. And he's like, he's basically like, what? <laughs> my that's, loser brother. It's my brother. Which is so mean because it's like my loser brother whose wife died. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, dude, cut him some slack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, he only gets the ugly chicks. Yeah, he's like, he's right over there dancing with his daughter. Yeah, which is also like, that's sweet. Yeah. Again, this movie doesn't know what it wants to be because it has very genuine sweet moments in it. And then it just is not okay. <laughs> no, not at all. So she immediately goes in there and I, I like this scene. I like her like just completely messing up all these things and like just doing all the throwing all these pop culture references. She goes over to somebody serving hors d'oeuvres and um, it, I don't know the person 
also, I guess, picked up an ashtray and was going to take it back to the kitchen. I hope they just weren't carrying around an ashtray for people to ash in. No, they were going to eat the ash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what she does. Yeah, she does. That's right. She eats the ash. Instead of the hors d'oeuvres in the other hand, yeah. right? And she's like, mm, delicious, right? Yeah. Can't imagine it actually was. That's just her saying that. Yeah. She throws out a bunch of weird... She eats a carrot. No, she smokes a carrot. She smokes a carrot. So yes. Eats, an, eats a cigarette butt. Smokes, smokes a, a carrot. carrot. Yes. yes. Uh, and she and and then and then is just throwing out like one liners to Dan Aykroyd and everybody in the room being like this buds for you right yeah. and um and and just and then does a backflip yeah does a bunch of flips and then Dan Aykroyd's like it's just a wacky gram yeah like that's not a thing sir yeah and also that is the wackiest of wacky grams. What is a wacky gram? I think it's like a, like when they show up to your door and they're like, Happy Valentine's Day to you, bitch. <laughs> what, bitch? Yeah, it's like when you get a divorce paper, but they send it with a wacky gram. Oh. Your wife is dead. Ha! Jimmy Durante. Yeah. God, why is there such an obsession with Jimmy Durante in this film? Because this... Again, this movie is trying to be a family movie, so they're trying to throw jokes to, like, old-ass people in it. I feel like just Dan Aykroyd was obsessed with Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Right? And Dan he was like, I can, do a, I can do a great impression. Dan Aykroyd, you're a weird guy. Yeah, he is. But also, I heard your vodka is killer. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We no. gotta get our hands on, on a bottle of the Crystal Skull vodka. Just... I've had Crystal Skull. Have you? Is that what it... The, yeah, that's his. With, it comes in that glass skull? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. I used the Crystal Skull bottle um, as a prop as I went for, as Indiana Jones for Halloween one year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd, you're wild. This is why they won't let you make Ghostbusters 3. Yeah, right? This is why Bill Murray won't return your calls. Have you ever Have you ever played the, the game? The Ghostbusters game? Yeah. Uh, no, but we've talked about this. It's basically it's Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is everything, like, just just accept it as the, the you know, the continuation. I, everyone returned to, you. to their cool. voice, to do their voice, They right? did. Yeah. Everybody but um, Louis Tully. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they didn't put him in the film. Yeah. Even Walter Peck came back. Yo. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was way cool. Yep. Uh, and Annie Potts. I think she was Janine again. Oh, God. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Ghostbusters, the video game corner. I would do that. Because <laughs> that um, game's great. Yeah, so she's throwing out all these quips and basically just takes Dan Aykroyd outside. Well, uh, the way I thought about it, too, is like she looks insane. She's doing backflips in the party, and it was like, you know what? I, you know, if I was there in the 80s with all that cocaine, I would have been like, there's always one girl. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, yeah, that that's the weirdo this yeah. tonight. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, first she um she goes outside yes. to talk to her purse. Yes. Okay. So her purse is this giant one-eyed snake dick monster. It's literally <laughs> the monster from the trash compactor in it's Diagona. It, it, yeah. Yep, it's a Diagona from Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, 
It's just a one-eyed penis monster out of the bag. It's got a big dick vein on it, too. It's definitely a euphemism for that, or like a metaphor or whatever. It definitely is just like, here's a penis. Yeah, it has to be. Right? But it has this weird kind of Joan Rivers impression it's doing the whole time. Yeah, terrible Joan Rivers impression. (laughs) Worse Joan Rivers impression than Joan Rivers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, and it starts talking to her about how, what she, basically laying out why she's there for us, even though 10 minutes prior, we literally just heard why she's there. Right. Her goal is to get Dr. Stephen Mills to recreate the experiment that he did the night before, uh, so that he can send a signal and put the planet back on its axis. Yeah. Like, how does this work? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Also... I don't know of a time in which, um, at any given time in life, you've broken something and then broke it more to fix it. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just can't believe that the solution at the end of the movie was that everyone screamed into a big microphone and it just uh, the sound wave fixed the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, your house burns down. You don't like light a match on the ashes to like build it back up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, damn, I crashed my car. If I hit it harder, it'll <laughs> it'll pop that dent right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes no sense. It's so weird. Um, but yes, Dan Aykroyd comes out and he's he's talking to her, basically being like, "Wow, you're fucking nuts." Well, she ge- she gives um, she goes back inside. Yes. To to get advice from somebody right and runs into jesse and jesse gives her a whole bunch of magazines and then she goes outside and feeds those magazines into her purse and the purse is able to just basically magically create whatever the hell it wants like instantaneously yeah like i don't know the logic here no no let's not try to figure that one out but basically she she throws three magazines in and it spits out a more conservative dress Yes. Right? She puts that dress on, and then, like, Dan Aykroyd comes out to be like, eh, I thought you were funny. Like, I don't I, I don't know what everybody else thought. And then she's immediately, like, she's uh, hugging him and... Kissing and, him. Yeah. And then what and, does he say? Something about her pants. Well, she puts... she She's cold, so it must be super warm on her planet. Yes. she. That's... But uh, it's the only time and reference in which she says that she is, like, cold to the point of wanting to put her hands in his pockets. Yes. She's never cold again. Um, it's for this joke only. They do show her uh, standing in a pizza later. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually the brothers from Little Nicky. No. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I'm a horny little bird. Um, yeah, you. I did skip over it. He did come out once before yeah. when she was wearing the red dress because that's when he's talking about the cyclometer and that he's fired and stuff like that. And he's like, it must be boring the pants off of you. And she says, she, she literally looks underneath she bends, at her coochie. Yeah, she bends over and looks up her own dress and is like, Nope, still on. And, and it's I was also like, like, all right, that's fine. But it's also not because she's not wearing pants. No, you're right. <laughs> so he didn't say st- like the panties off of you, boring your thong off of you. She's like, nope, still there. But yeah. it's like, no, you're not wearing pants. So <laughs> that's yeah. a weird joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If he said, "I must be boring you to death," and she was like, "No, she, I'm like, still alive." Holds her, holds her hand on her throat, and she's like. No, I'm still good. Still alive. Yeah, that would yeah. have been better. Way better. Way better. Yeah. Um And he takes them to the lab. 
right? Because she's like, take me to your lab. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got fired from there. She's like, it's okay because I'm an agent. Yeah. And he's immediately like, okay. Sounds good to me. Well, uh, this movie is definitely like a – just like the purse says in the opening uh, introduction of them, being like, guys will do anything for pussy. Yeah, it was literally (laughs) – Literally, this is like a government lab, and he's like, I'm willing to commit a federal crime. Yep, and she goes there with him, and which means he left Jesse at the party? Yeah, with all these creepy singles. Yeah, and, and her she has creepy her, uncle. Yeah, she has her friends there, but yeah, he just leaves her. Leaves But her. she's happy. She just wants her dad to get pussy. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. And they go there, and they're in the lab, and then his boss shows up, right? They stopped at the security thing, and that's when she says who she is, <clears throat> and they ask for identification, and it prints out of her purse 800 things. And nobody's questioning any of this. Honestly, I was going to say that's a terrorist, but this is pre-9-11, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'll let it slide. Yeah, but it just spits it out on, like, you know how they had, like, laminate like yeah. folds of a whole bunch and of credit she just cards and throws stuff. it at the person. Yeah. And the person's like, "All right, good enough for me. Checks out." Yep. Right? And then they walk through the metal detector, it goes off and they have a gaff of like, "Uh uh," and they just keep going. What? Yeah. Nobody questions it. Then there wasn't a time when Dan Aykroyd up at the lab was like, "So, can I see some of those IDs? Yeah, like what the fuck? He never questions it once of like, "How do you know about this technology?" Yeah. Because right? I'm sure when you get fired, no one's going, hey, this dude was doing this. Well, because it's it's following the trope of, like, dudes will ignore everything if there is, like, a piece of pussy in front of them. And see, here's the <laughs> wild thing for me. is like, yes, he doesn't have – his wife died, but he's not even, like, in love with this well, woman. Well, that's also weird is, like, when the his her friends uh, to Jesse are like, oh, my God, he's with a woman. She's like, yeah, I haven't seen him like you know with a woman since 1983, and I'm like, um, when you were like five? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I knew he needed to fuck back then too, right? Yeah, and um, get over it, mom's dead. Basically, yeah. Uh, it's I don't know, man. It's so weird. He, he's not. What I'm saying is, he's not even in love with this woman. He just wants to bone. Yep. And it's not even endearing because you're like, this guy just wants to have sex. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like I mean, yeah, yeah, but nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, this is gonna be me one day. One day, yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, snake penis purse. I'm cool with it. <laughs> ah, sick. Just don't put it in my butt. <laughs> what kind of impression does it do? Does it do Carl Sagan? <laughs> does it do a shitty Joan Rivers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my pants are already off. Yeah, does it make prank phone calls to my brother? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, no. So they're up there in his lab. Then his boss comes in. And the security guard says, hey, he's here. Nice to have him back. Nice to have him back. And he's like, excuse me, what? (laughs) Goes upstairs, sees Celeste, right? And then she, like, takes her glowy purse, throws him out a window. And he dies. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will have to say this is... I I will I will argue this forever. This is my favorite part of the entire movie. Oh my god. Is she throws him out the window, right? Like levitates him out the window and then he's like 
butt sliding across the second floor railing of the entire building. That's right. Until he projects off of that and then lands feet first into the roof of his car, goes through the roof. Mind you, it's not a convertible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He goes through a hard top. <laughs> yeah. Gets in. His hair is completely disheveled. And he goes, ah, yes. I think, uh, I think I better be going home. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I have to get back to some of that good pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... I just, I was in my room and I was just like, <laughs> okay. Because another thing I forgot to mention is that I've seen this as a child. I don't know how. I don't know why at this point. But I know it was like on Showtime or something. But. Ugh. This did yeah. not do well for me the second viewing. I actually, when you said we were going to do this movie, I had a weird moment of being like, I've heard of this movie, but I've never watched it. And I realized it used to play on HBO Kids all the time. <laughs> nah, they're not going to get the sex stuff, but everything else is fine. Yeah. They're was... going to think that just like fireworks were above them. At 8 p.m., Stuart Little. <laughs> <laughs> At 10 p.m., Stuart Little 2. At 1 a.m., my stepmother is an alien. <laughs> what kid is still up at 1 a.m.? It's the Skinamax for kids. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, um, yeah. That, that's Lord of the Bones. It's like they literally just had a comedy writer only write one one-minute segment of the movie, and he was like, all right. I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Every single one of them got about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. God. So now the they did not find anything to make a solution, right? And they go up to the satellite, and that's when he's like, can I kiss you? And she's like, yeah, sure. And oh, she goes, does it hurt? And he goes, not how I do it. Yeah, it's like, uh, what? Yeah, well, and then he proceeds to, like, not kiss her, but, like, make out with her neck. Yeah, he's just, like, just, like. <laughs> Meanwhile, while that's happening, the purse is throwing up definitions of what, of a, kiss what is. a kiss is. And then videos all, um, you know, <laughs> non, no right rights. Yeah. You know, uh, what's that called? Like stock footage. Yeah. Yeah, of people kissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Or stuff that they just wouldn't, they didn't have to pay for the rights for. Because there's like Marilyn Monroe and she's blowing kisses. So basically Celeste is um, is mimicking anything that she sees up on the screen behind him until it gets to like two like pelicans or birds or something. Yeah, like and, eating each other's beaks. Right. And and that's when she, the, the, the birds are like spinning in a circle and like kind of like attacking each other in a way, like pecking. And so... That's what those two do, too. And Dan Aykroyd is just like, all right, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been six years. But he still doesn't see this projection screen behind him. Yeah. Even though they're spinning in a circle. And then when he tries to turn, after that is when she, like, spins his head so he doesn't see it. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. wait. He, he just spun in a circle with her. He already saw it. Yeah. Jigs up. Yeah. Go back to your doomed planet. <laughs> I hate, don't like radio. I'd hate to see how that planet deals with like an asteroid coming towards it. <laughs> now we can defend those radio waves. <sighs> we have to send her to where the asteroid is, and she has to fuck the asteroid. <laughs> God damn it! You sent us the Kevin and Bean show. It's insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Is this Tim and Eric? (laughs) (laughs) So now she's like, let's go back to your house. Yeah. And he's like, well, no problem. Yeah. Forget about my daughter. Goes back to the house. At first, as soon as they come inside of the house, she like runs into a coat rack and he's like, it's hats, you know, hats. And then grabs one. And he's like, this this one's uh, Jimmy Durante's collector's hat. And I'm like, just hanging on the coat rack? Yeah, not even in, like, not protected. Right? He wears it. And then he, like, yeah, he yep, does. He because he immediately on. is like, ha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it, Dan Aykroyd, stop. Which is funny because I literally just learned who Jimmy Durante was today when I was listening to something. And oh, they really? mentioned the ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. And then it came up in the movie and I was like... Oh, it's old shit. It's old shit for this movie. It is. Like, straight up, it's it is. classics. It's straight up like Angels with Filthy Souls. Yes, <laughs> it is the oldest of old shit. Yeah. Which, again... It's like around It's a Wonderful Lifetime. Yes, again, whereas we live currently in the time where everyone fantasizes about the 80s. The 80s was the time sure. when everyone was fantasizing about post-World War II. <laughs> But it's still Were they? <laughs> well, like Back to the Future, they go to they go to the fifties, you know, yeah. American Graffiti and all that kind of stuff. Like, but this Jimmy Durante stuff is still old in that context. But every single time that they like did it, I just wrote in my notes. I was like, nobody wants to see your impression, Dan. <laughs> like, stop it, boomer humor. God damn it, stop it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so they also mention I don't know who because in my notes it just says that like basically he makes twenty five thousand dollars a year as this like astrophysicist. Yeah. Right? I did the inflation. Is it not much anyway? Fifty four thousand now. That's still not a lot. No, that's but yeah, no, that's not a lot. He should be upwards of ninety to one twenty thousand a year. As a as, as an astrophysicist? <clears throat> yeah. God damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teachers make more than me. Yes, <laughs> they probably did. Yeah, because that's the thing. Damn, is, I make more than that now. That's not saying anything at all. Because so do I. That's poor as <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. But <laughs> let's do inflation for 2019. Oh, it's still what it is. Yeah, it's still shitty. Yeah, but still, yeah, that's weird because he's like, I guess I'm gonna have to go to teaching. Yeah, right. Twenty four thousand dollars a year is like ten. Is like. Ten dollars an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting a master's degree to be an astrophysicist, and you're making what you can make less than what you could make at uh, In and Out right now, right? <laughs> so we haven't seen what's in the purse yet, but we're about to. Because what happens is that he's like, "Let me go check on my daughter," right? Basically, being like, "I want to see if she got home because I left her." Yeah. Also, I'm gonna tell her like, "Hey, don't come in my bedroom." Because <laughs> I'm gonna leave the door open and I'm gonna bone. If the room is a rock and it means we're having sex, <laughs> and so he goes upstairs and she winds up following him up there, and he's like, "This is my daughter," and and uh, she goes, "She's short, right?" And he and he's like, "Yeah, she's 13." How how old did you think of she was? And she was like six, eight hundred. <laughs> just like, and at what point are you just like, okay, I want a bone, but this what is fuck is wrong with weird, you, right? Yeah. Am I taking advantage of a mentally deficient person, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or or is it just like 
this person, if we do bone, I'm going to run into a lot of more red flags later on. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a point, I feel like, in almost any male's life that they've run into one person where they're like, I want to, but God, this is just going to be a disaster <laughs> And like, at what And at, at what point is this going to happen for him? Yeah. Because it just does not. Uh, I'll tell you about when there's 20 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Is when he realizes. <laughs> and even then, he's just like, I guess I'm fucking an alien now. Yeah, he's like, that's pretty cool, honestly. I'm Dan Aykroyd. I'm really cool with it. <laughs> it's yeah. all I want. <laughs> um, yes, so... Uh, he he's like you're you're funny you're genuine you're amazing and now you want to have sex and she's like what the hell is sex and he's like at at no point also is he like uh yeah she goes yeah we're gonna have sex as soon as I find out what it is yeah and he's just like huh and she goes in the bathroom and uses so at her- that point is that like is he he's met her for three hours and he had to have heard that is he now okay with taking somebody's virginity. Not even their virginity, their mental virginity. <laughs> just like, I'm going to explain it to you right now, and it's going to be wild. <laughs> yeah, so she goes in the bathroom, and now, due to the fact, I guess, that her planet abolished sex 3,000 years ago, they don't have a definition for intercourse. Yes. They have a definition for everything else that sex like is. Sex. Gender. Gender. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, or, or yeah, I was like, no, where it says like a store on fifth Avenue. I was like, nope. Yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> Sax sex. Yeah. So yeah. dumb. Yeah. But I, doesn't it print out a copy of hustler for her? It prints out a copy of hustler, which means she's just going to piss on the floor now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pussy's not that hairy. <laughs> just pissing on her feet. <laughs> Oh, and and it also prints out three beta copies of Debbie Does Something. Debbie Does is, Dallas. Is Debbie Does Debbie, Dallas. Debbie Does Another City, and then Debbie Does Another City. Which I love the, the follow-up line that at busy girl that Debbie. Yes, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, but, occasionally it gets one in. But the joke is great, but doesn't make sense considering she doesn't know what sex is yet. Yeah. Like, she hasn't even seen the Hustler magazine or the video that gets projected later. Yeah. Right? So she's like, busy girl. Is it just like, because she went She travels there? a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably got a lot of miles. <laughs> it would have been funnier if she had known about sex and then those printed out. Yeah. Um, but also, it's 1988. Beta's dead. Where is she going to watch these? <laughs> <laughs> and is she supposed to go downstairs and watch them? And hey, I'll be right back. Up? I gotta return some tapes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So she goes back in, and Dan Aykroyd's just ready and reeling. Oh, um. He gets like dry lip. Yeah. His like upper lip sticks above his like gum line. <laughs> yeah. And he like has to like peel it back and fix it. Meanwhile, he's also like been practicing like to the pillow next to him, being like, he, you, you, uh, you want to sit here? Huh? Right here? Yeah. Right? On a child's bed. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> small bed. I don't know why he's sleeping on a double. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like a, a, a cot at camp. Yeah. And welcome to my dorm. Not going to lie, this is literally one of the only things I remember as a child is this scene. The sex scene? This this is hot. It's and that again, this is where we start getting into the territory of what the fuck is this movie? 
Or what does it want to be? What does it want to be? Yeah. Yeah, It the sex scene is, is graphic. Like, not graphic as in you see stuff, but it's just, it's wild. Well, you see stuff, you see nips. Do you? you? Her nipples in this negligee? Oh. Yeah. I was just more focused on how goddamn hairy Dan Aykroyd is. <laughs> is I know why he's so interested in the paranormal, because he wants to link up back up with his Sasquatch family. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it is awful. He's disgusting. <laughs> that is, sir, you're insulting me when you insult Dan Aykroyd. You are not as hairy as Dan Aykroyd. I mean, it's close. I've Let seen it, but you. it's not near. No, dude, that guy, <laughs> he puts Austin Powers to shame. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's funny, he used to have more hair than that. He used to have a mustache on Saturday Night Live. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's right. Um, but he... He's sitting there, his head, he's propped up on the bed, and I'm not going to lie, she looks gorgeous for 32 in this film. I'm going to, I'm going to say it, I don't, I, she does nothing for me. And do you know what it is? Mm -hmm. Her eyebrows. Because they're so light. Okay. It gives her like a caveman forehead. Well, Alec Baldwin liked it. Oh shit, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their daughter is like a full adult now too, and like Ireland. completely go- gorgeous. Yeah, and she's married to Justin Bieber. Oh no, that's right. Did you not know? That? Did I you forget about, about that. that? Yeah, yeah. Any compliment I just gave you is taken away. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that was him and her's kid, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. She's like my age. She's like she's like twenty six sure. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, she. I don't know. She just doesn't. She looks, I don't know. She looks weird. Pretty. She's like extraterrestrial pretty. She's not okay. She's not um, in my wheelhouse. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I know. And I know what you're not hair is. color. <laughs> I'm just in in like what I would go for normally. Anyway, she's too like supermodelish. Yeah. Well, right? that's that's one of the reasons she's like so cut and like her face is just so like supermodel. Yeah. Yeah. Which is alien, I, alien, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it very plays into that. Do like, you know? Do you know who was originally supposed to be casting this? Oh dear God, who? Shelley Long. Shelley Long. Shelley Long from True Beverly Hills and um, Shelley Long, man. Like I'm 26. You got <laughs> you don't. Okay, hold on. You want me to just dive into the repertoire of Shelley Long? Because I can do that. You do not. I know you know Shelley Long. I only know Shelley Short. God damn you! God damn you! Won't cheers? Okay. Um, I only know Fraser. The Money Pit. She okay? She's in that. Yeah, she's the wife. Is she? Yeah. Okay. I have a vague memory of who she is now. I told you we watched that in my math class. That's right. That's why I, I said that one. <laughs> they taught us about how to buy a house. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Money Pit. She was also in uh, Hello Again, which, like, she died and came back from the grave. Like, a lot of 80s movies, but, um, oh, she would have been great in this film, but it would have been a full comedic turn. Because she's, she's light and bubbly and, and a bit goofy. Okay, right? okay. So she she definitely would have been more likable. It wouldn't have been as awkward then. <laughs> exactly, yes. She was also in um, it's a, it's a Bombs Away classic, uh, Don't Tell Her It's Me, a.k.a. The Boyfriend School. Okay, that's yeah. a title. With Steve Gutenberg, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Night Shift. If you haven't watched Night Shift, you got to watch that. Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton, and they play nighttime um, 
attendees. Oh, Shelly Long. Okay, yeah. the blonde from Cheers. Oh, what, you had to look it up? I looked her up. Oh, okay. And they kept showing me pictures of her old, and I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's so cute. Yes. This, this would have been such a much more down-to-earth, like, yeah. And it would have been, it, I think, okay, because here's the thing about Celeste as a character in this film and everything is that she seems to, like, knock off the I'm an alien persona almost immediately. Like, she just caught on. Yeah. It's like, she went to the party, she did a bunch of stupid shit, she went outside, and the person was like, don't blame me, and then she was just like, I'm good now. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's definitely a bit weird. It's not, like, she's not saying enough crazy shit for it to be, like, that endearing or that funny. Yeah, no, I don't. I yeah, I think they actually. I think Shelley Long would have been a better casting choice. Way better. Um, welcome to the recasting corner. <laughs> so they they fuck. This scene's still hot, though. <laughs> like the whole wind blown hair, like coming through. Because what she saw in the bathroom, that projection was like the cheesiest, like seventies, eighties, like porno striptease or something. It was like. Meh. Yeah, you're really expecting them to just, like, flop around, but then it's straight up, like, hot sex. Yeah, she's straight up. She comes out. She's in this, like, white negligee. That's it. Like, there's wind blowing from somewhere, which I think it'd be funny because basically she's in slow motion, but Dan Aykroyd's not, right? Yeah. And it really would have been funny if he would have been like, where's that wind coming from? Yeah. There's certain things where I'm like, this movie could have been saved. Yeah, it it really could have. By having... Basically, someone be aware by having Dan Aykroyd be aware, be us, the audience. Well, we get that literally in like the next scene with Allison Hannigan because she becomes the are you an idiot? Well, that's that's my question here is that like whose perspective is this movie supposed to be from? Because the title makes it seem like it's hers, right? But she's hardly in this movie. I know, and when she is, you don't want her to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, she's she's doing a really, she's doing a very good job. Yes, especially with what's been given to her. Yeah. Um. So he busts a nut, and fireworks go off. Yes. And they do wake her daughter because it's genuine fireworks, <laughs> and she like <laughs> smiles. Or what? What? Did you get a different copy or something? Oh no! Shit! I think I'm thinking of the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? I thought you were on one of those, like, you know, like, my benders." Yeah, no, where you no, just no, no. Make up a part of the movie. No, I forgot. I, I got you were it. like, and she just smiles and rubs one out, and goes Ew. back to sleep. <laughs> the child. No, um, and then this line is funny. I did laugh at it, and I felt ashamed. The one that's in the trailer. She's like, she's basically like, "Sex is great. We could have been doing it this whole time." Yeah, and and. Dan Aykroyd makes that goddamn fucking Dan Aykroyd face, and you know what I'm talking about <laughs> when I say Dan Aykroyd face. It's that fucking, oh, Dan Aykroyd face. Uh-huh. The face he makes when the ghost sucks him. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. This scene does kind of parallel the ghost suck thing, because then she's like, let's do it again, and she goes under the covers, and then he's like, whoa, 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 wowzer. I wish John Lovitz walked in. <laughs> Baby! Baby! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but his character arc gets weird. I love his as character we go. arc. Yes. Um, so it's the next morning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Allison Hannigan comes out. Her and Dan Aykroyd are having breakfast. And let me tell you, I 
fucking hate this interaction. Okay. It it made me cringe so hard that I paused the movie for like two hours and came back to it. Okay. Because I was like, this is gross. Who the fuck wrote this? Allison Hannigan goes to her dad. And as I said in the intro, she says, hey, dad, notice anything different about me? He says, uh, cut your hair. That's not this scene. Yeah, that's this scene. No. Yeah. It's not the bra scene. Yeah. The bra scene's in the beginning. We already talked about it. Oh, shit. Did we miss it? Yeah. Damn. That's right before they go to the, isn't it? Oh, no. I think it's right now. I don't know. Who cares? It's a gross line. It's super gross. She says she has tits now, and he's like, you can't. (laughs) Oh, and she calls him an A minus. Yes. Which is like, it's just a joke. Gross. Yeah. And that's, but that's because he, 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 one, he doesn't seem like a father figure. He just seems like a creepy guy who now owns a daughter. Yes. And that's, that's one of the things I wanted to touch on. And we missed it, I guess. It's just that like, again, this movie really doesn't know what it wants to be. And therefore it becomes really creepy. Right. Because uh, like now we're in this adolescent growing up tale. Yeah. Cause out it, of nowhere. it kind of wants to be a heartwarming story about a guy that's just trying to do what's best for his daughter. Sure. But he doesn't. No. It's literally just his daughter wanting him to do what's best for him. It's just his daughter wanting him to bone. And it's gross. Yeah. It's nasty. Because basically what happens here is that those two are having a breakfast, and then Celeste comes down in like a nightgown, and she's like, she spent the night, right? Knowing her from the party the night before, right? And yeah. And like, <laughs> yep, right? And she's like, awesome. Yeah, gross. <laughs> That is so gross. Glad you got your nut off, Dad. Hope you get a job in the morning. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I was really tired of hearing you crying and jerking off in your bedroom. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mom. <laughs> oh, the cyclometer. <laughs> cyclometer. <laughs> um, Baby. Baby. <laughs> yeah, so is this when she makes them breakfast? No. That's next time. Yes. So what we missed is that... Um, is that Celeste, while he was asleep, I think? Sucked him. <laughs> oh, god damn it. I mean, <laughs> you kind of. Lost, you, you lost it for me. Oh, um, while he was asleep overnight, she did go downstairs, watch a Dim- Jimmy Durante tape. Yeah, that right? was weird. And then proceeded to try to like use osmosis to like suck up information on the computer found nothing was reading a bunch of books read the shining rubs got her, scared rubs her arms on the shining and is like <laughs> oh <laughs> and then what like reads a shirley mclean novel yeah and is laughing her ass off <laughs> yeah and i'm like somebody really likes shirley mclean <laughs> yeah somebody some... thought that book was hilarious yeah they're like this is the funniest book ever <laughs> you'll read hop on pop <laughs> right Oh, that's right. In this breakfast scene, they don't pan up to who's making it. You can figure it out, but like it's basically like two pop tarts come out of the toaster, and then like jam gets spread on the top of them, and then syrup. And I was like, "Oh shit, the aliens making breakfast." Yeah, but no, no. it's Jesse. Yeah, it's it's like goddamn, not having a mom has really ruined you, hasn't <laughs> right? it? Feeds one to the dog, one's to herself. That dog's dead. Oh. Probably. I mean, it was 30 years ago. No, it's still alive. Oh, no. It's like, please kill me. I've just been eating syrup Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's the moment where they basically are like, yep, we fucked. Yeah, and it's just like, I just don't like it. Nope. <laughs> I don't like it. 
so now she goes Celeste goes to the baseball stadium. Yes. To consult with to the Dodgers stadium. I think <laughs> I it think. is. And yeah. it's like why the fuck is she here? Basically for some reason She's there because that's a big secluded place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Secluded. Just hundreds of security guards at it all the time. <laughs> Not back in the 80s. Okay. 50 security guards. Who? Two. <laughs> all the Aramark people that sell you hot dogs. They're all there. <laughs> Yo, you seen these giant nuns in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, twenty six fifty for the beer and a hot dog. <laughs> get your peanuts. Get your goddamn. <laughs> Holy shit, space nuns. Why the hell am I selling peanuts at an empty baseball stadium right now? <laughs> shit. This bit does not work at all. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let me go, peanut man. <laughs> you shouldn't have gotten in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give peanut man a tragic backstory. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, baseball season's over? <laughs> why the hell am I still selling peanuts? <laughs> and why is there three giant fucking nuns in the sky? What if they just blow them up? Oh, like, man. <laughs> you weren't supposed to be here. <laughs> All for a person that's not really in this movie. We just made him up. That would have made this movie so much better. <laughs> that would have been funny if she goes to the baseball field, she sees the space nuns, and then they leave, and there's a dude in the audience just like, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn! <laughs> it's John Lovitz. When, when the hell are we gonna win a penny? God damn! <laughs> Actually, they win one... Uh, this is 89? This is 88. 88? They win one this year. Oh, really? I believe 88 oh. was the last time they won. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Because 89 was the last time the A's won, and uh. I know the Dodgers won before that. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so she talks to the space... It's angels in the entire field! <laughs> <laughs> Great damn. Scott! Damn, I was two weeks away from retirement. <laughs> So she talks to the space nuns, and they're like, "Get your shit together. We got twenty four hours." And she's like, "She's like, uh, I don't know why they suggest to marry her him, but they do because married men tell their wives all their secrets. I guess that's why a site like Ashley Madison has never existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember. She's like, "Oh, should I marry him?" They're like, "Marry him." Yeah, and she then does oh doesn't he just propose yeah he does she's like he asked me to marry him that's right he's just like you're amazing and you're beautiful and oh that's right because she says that like i'm not here after tomorrow yeah that's right and him like a desperate dude who just got laid for the first time in in 10 years which is i'm like well done movie that's very accurate (laughs) no don't leave marry me yeah god damn it yeah yeah so basically he asked her to marry her she's like i'm not gonna be here after tomorrow and he's like marry me and she's like i'll think about it and runs out goes to the baseball stadium that's what happens and And they're like you gotta do it and she's like he asked me to marry him and they're like well marry him whatever it takes then they go look through the big book right to see what marriage is like that's it's a cool bit because like they talk about marriage in like the 14th century or something yeah and then they talk about marriage 
in like the 1940s. And they're like, oh, wrong decade. Because like 1940, they're like, cook and clean for him and bring him his martinis. Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, 1980s, sorry. Uh, cook and clean for him and bring his cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cut off his dick if he cheats on you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll star in a, in a thing called Franken Penis. <laughs> The Lorena Bobbitt story. <laughs> Damn, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So now she goes back, and what? also what I found weird is you can't have a film in which Joseph Mayer, who is his boss, right, and Tony Jay, who is the head alien in the sky – Right or in the same damn movie because yeah, they, they look and sound like the same exactly the person. same person. Because I was very confused. I was yes. Like, oh, that's why his boss didn't want him to do it because it was going to destroy his planet. It's like, oh wait, no, that's just two different people. Yeah, they just look and sound the same. God damn, old white people look the same. <laughs> old white men. Yeah. Uh, but Joseph Mayer is no longer with us. He was the head priest in Sister Act. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite role he ever had. God, and um, uh, but Tony J is still around. I think he's just retired. So they get married. It literally, she gets a dress the same day, and and, and everyone's it, invited and makes it. Dan Aykroyd, to the living room wedding. Dan Aykroyd has the proto Dumb and Dumber suit, <laughs> yeah. which is weird. Okay, I would go. I would say, okay, so it's 1988. Dan Aykroyd's probably like 30, so it means he probably had his prom in the 70s sometime, and it makes sense he that he like, probably has it in his closet. Yeah, right. Hers though was like, th- well, they never explain where she gets Welcome it. Welcome right? to the 80s, where dresses were as much fabric as you could put on your body, and then a veil. <laughs> because her dress and then Allison Hannigan's dress later on when she's going to I don't know a prom date yeah with Seth Green with Seth Green yeah they're just gonna make a ginger kid that nobody wants dang yeah and I said that <laughs> Scotty don't <laughs> um yeah everyone makes it it's weird her dress I've seen it at Savers a million times yeah <laughs> Just a big giant heart on the back of the back. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's weird. It looks like it's just cut out with play it scissors. Looks awful. But the only person there, besides Allison Hannigan, who's like, "Excuse me, what the fuck?" is John Lovitz. Yeah, he's like, "You're getting married already." And then, but he, you know what? What's funny about John Lovitz's character in this moment is that, like, it it's not like he's looking out for him. I. He's just jealous. Yeah, yeah. Allison <laughs> really Hannigan's looking about out it. for him, and he's like, what the hell? I can't find love, and you found this insanely hot woman that I'm in love with for some reason? In love with her. Yes. Right? To the point of, they get married. Uh, meanwhile, she left the purse, uh, the talking purse, out into the, like, in the foyer yeah. or something. Also, at this point, Allison Hannigan has already started questioning her to her dad. She's like, I've never seen her eat. Like she saw her right before the wedding drink D cell batteries. Yes, that's right. Because that's what she actually eats for fuel. Yes, she she sees her do that. She says, "Where did she get a dress in in like less than twenty four hours?" And he's like, "Shut up! I've we fucked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
And so now she's like, I don't know what's going on. I just saw her suck two D-cell batteries dry, like to the point they crinkled, like imploded in themselves. She sucked my D dry (laughs) up top. And she's like, all right, Dad, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they get married. The purse is being tormented by the dog. Right, the dog knows that something's like yeah, in, it. in it. Right, carries it around, but then the purse makes the dog float up onto the roof outside. Yeah, and Celeste sees this, says, "I do." You may now kiss the bride, and just runs out, right, to grab the purse that was almost buried. Right, and then the dog's on the roof, so everybody's concerned about the dog. Meanwhile, while they're doing that, John Lovitz is like. May I be the first one to kiss the bride? Yeah, and it's like... And kisses her on the lips! <laughs> <laughs> Dan Agra, you got cucked <laughs> by John Lovitz. <laughs> Acting! God. Yeah, it's weird. This whole movie is weird. So then, I guess Jesse just forgets that she saw her drink batteries and all this is fucking weird because now it's the nighttime after the wedding and she's like putting and combing her hair and making a dress for her, and it's like they've been like mother and daughter no, for yeah. years. And that's another weird thing is just like all of a sudden, like she's just like, "Yay, a mom again!" Yeah, and is immediately like, uh, the doorbell rings, and she's like, "I hope he likes me," and like Celeste just goes pro feminist and is like, "I hope you like him." Yeah, and that's, like, really weird because that's, like, so, so out of character for her. Yeah. She's like, I hope he has a big dick. <laughs> I hope he's not like your father. <laughs> Sex is wild. I can't believe you're doing it, 13-year-old child. Right? <laughs> Which they're about to because Seth Green rolls in with his ginger hair and his braces looking, like, 12 years old, right? <laughs> And is straight up dragging her out the out the house like immediately. He's like, "Okay, yeah, bye. <laughs> I've got to be in it later." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's weird, and I don't know what happens to them. Where do they go? What do they do? They just get ice cream. I know that because they're like walking home with ice cream, but like. They look like they're going to prom. They have corsages on. She's got like a full like bedazzled dress on. He's got a suit, like a white tuxedo on. They just went to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> my my stepmom's an alien. My boyfriend's a ginger. <laughs> Quarter. <laughs> my boyfriend likes playing with puppets and stop motion. My boyfriend gets really weird and won't stop getting jobs in Hollywood. <laughs> My boyfriend keeps getting the same jobs I do, so we're on the same set. Yeah. 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 I'm talking to you, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's right. He's on Buffy. Yeah. 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 Weird. Weird. I don't know. Shit. I've never seen that show. I got no way to like expand upon that joke. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck you, Buffy. As that's <laughs> happening- Celeste is consistently being like, you should get to work on that project, right? Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's like, on our honeymoon? And she's like, you're right. We should fuck. Yeah. Right? And just goes and forgets her planet, goes upstairs and sleeps with him again. Jesus Christ, you got dig on the brain. Yeah. I think she does look cute in this, in that outfit. Just like a ponytail and like a like a tutu. Yeah. But there's something about her. I'm like, ah, she's cute. She's being playful. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. I think she was 
I, to me, I think she was the most attractive as Vicky Vale. Yes. She looks great in that movie. Yeah. Because uh, she doesn't look like a supermodel. Although she screams the whole fucking movie. Well, Remember? Yeah. It's but it's not scream like like being a um you know like a a, a girl in in distress right it's just scream no she just talks loud no 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 in Batman oh yeah 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 no she's she's just like screaming every yeah. moment is screaming 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 yeah yeah maybe I don't like her <laughs> <laughs> so now she goes after she like fucks him to sleep. And he's just got a bow tie on, and like it's like his hands are crossed, and he's got the biggest smile on his face. God. She goes out, grabs a menu at a diner, and then goes to the the supermarket. She goes to Ralph's. It's actually Ralph's. Yeah. And um, and goes goddamn buck wild. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm also like. How does she know what the recipe for everything is on this menu? She rubbed her arm on it. It's got to be the purse. Yeah. Yeah, this is when they wake up the next morning, and she has made everything actually on the menu, just checking off every single thing at the diner menu. Just brings out a whole turkey. Yeah, and Jesse's straight up just like, excuse me, what the fuck? And he's like, hey, you know, your mother's from Holland. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> right? And she, while this was happening, the purse made a prank phone call using the disguised voice of Carl Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> he was like basically the Neil deGrasse Tyson or, of the 80s. Of the 80s. Yeah. Right? To the boss, his old boss. Being like, I need him to work on that project. And he's like, oh, no problem, Carl Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> right? He straight up says, like, oh, no problem, Mr. Sagan. But also, like, what's up with – see, this this movie is just a male's, like, giant ego stroke fantasy because even the old white-haired mustachioed boss has this gorgeous wife. Yeah, this movie's weird. It's so weird. I don't get it. It, it and, and also, like, nothing bad ever comes of Dan Aykroyd in this movie. No. Never. He doesn't... There's no repercussions for anything. Well, I mean, he hasn't done anything bad. No, but I'm saying, like... I mean, he lost his job because he didn't follow the rules. And then nothing comes of that. Yeah. He just gets a hot alien wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Because it's the male eco-struck fantasy. Yeah, it's just literally like everything goes good for you if you're a white guy with a big hairy chest. Yes. (laughs) Um, First you'll get sucked off by a ghost, and then you'll fuck an alien. God, he's living the dream. The dream. Um, yeah, so she cooks hella food, even for the dog. The dog is eating hella food. And um, like I said, uh, Jesse's just like, this is weird. And she's this is, again, when she starts saying, like, I've never seen her eat any food. Like, she starts questioning her, and he's just like, she's European. It's weird, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then, so now Dan Aykroyd goes to work, and Jesse finds her talking to the bag, mm-hmm. the snake bag. Yeah. And is just basically like, you're an alien. You're an alien. And then the snake bag is just like, no, the hell with this, right? We haven't got time for this. we got like eight hours left. Yeah. Right? And straight up puts her on the ceiling. Yes. Just straight up like like Nightmare on Elm Street style. It's like, hey, shut up. <laughs> Upside down on the ceiling and then like uses some sort of like 
sonic power to stop the dog from barking and silences the dog. Yeah. Right? Um, meanwhile, she had already called her dad being like, come back home, the house is on fire. Yeah. Right? Which is pretty clever. Yeah. That was a good move. And he comes home, and they the purse has already, like, basically... Basically, Jesse asked the purse and her to be like, don't because she goes, look, we're only here for 24 hours. We just need your dad to you know, do what he did before and then we'll be out of your life. Please don't bother us. Like, don't don't ruin this for us. And um, she's like, oh, whatever you want, just don't hurt him. Yeah. Right. And so he comes home and she immediately is like, she's an alien. Right? Yeah. And he's like, she's not an alien. And Jesse runs out the door. Crying. Yeah, crying, gets on a bike. They're chasing after her. And then a car almost hits her. But not before she reveals herself to be an alien by phase shifting her through the car that's going to hit her. Yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. And mid-phase shift, she stops. So Jesse fuses with the engine and she becomes like a Cronenberg nightmare. She's like, please kill me. It's her, the driver, and the car. Yeah. All merged together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She slowly, through the rest of the film, turns into an engine. (laughs) (laughs) A transformer. (laughs) Oh, God. But like a painful transformer. Oh, Bumblebee, kill me. Kill me, bee. Kill me, (laughs) bee. <laughs> Take the allspark and shove it up my ass and kill me. That's a throwback. Yeah, we, we've done this same bit. Yeah, <laughs> we always do the same bit. I have like five impressions. What do you want from me? Please, be kill me. Oh, it's just me though. It's it's. <laughs> you can't blink. Clint it's Allard. Clinty. <laughs> Don't. I'm Starscream now. <laughs> Our one listener is like, yay! Yeah, Clint. <laughs> yeah, Clint's back. Mom, they put me in it for no reason. <laughs> I don't even want to be in My Stepmother's an Alien. I've never heard of it. <laughs> the only redhead kid I love is Brycey. <laughs> My sweet, sweet Brycey. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I just cracked myself up too hard, and I was like, "No, we're we're off this. No, oh no, off the rails there." God, so good, baby, <laughs> baby, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ticket. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she phase shifts her through the car, basically being like, "I'm an alien." I love how the driver is like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't see her." I'm like. But did you see her go through your car? <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't see her. Hey, it's cool, man. Did she go through my goddamn car? <laughs> yes, we're going to have to kill you. Yeah, the alien just the dick alien just blows him up in front of them. Like ah, I'm going to have to kill you now. Scanner style his head just pops. <laughs> um yeah, so this is when they go back inside and Dan Aykroyd is like still in denial that she's an alien. No, no, he he's basically he's confronting her, he's questioning her about everything. Yeah, he's right. like if you're an, if you're not an alien eat it the, then eat the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and he like forces her to eat a sandwich. Yep. And it's really weird and he says she eats it and she's like Oh my god, what is this? And he says turkey and cheese on rye. Uh no it's not. It's on white bread. Yeah. <laughs> you guys couldn't get rye from the Ralph He's already lying earlier? to her in this in this marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna go down from here, Dan. 
Yeah. And, and, and this is also a part where, like, um, he goes, so you're an alien. She's like, mm-hmm, right? And he has this look on his face being like, I guess I'm fucking an alien then. He's like, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And so now they go to the lab, right? But she leaves the purse behind. Yes. Right? Because the purse is like, the purse says that their mission is to to get the signal sent and then to destroy all Earth. Yeah, this takes a weird twist out of nowhere for no reason. I would see uh, – I at first I wrote in my notes, I said, like, why, right? But then when I really started thinking about it, it's that they know – there, it's it's the same kind of thing that happened in um, Plan Nine. It's basically Plan Nine. Yeah, it's right? that they know that they will eventually get a technology that'll destroy planets. Right, because that's what the celestial guys say in the sky yeah. at the end. They're trying to s- prevent that from happening. Yeah, because they already sent their 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 planet off kilter by a radio signal. Yeah. Right? I get it. So it's, it's just the same thing. But it's just wild that she's all of a sudden like, all right, it's time to kill everyone. This is plan 10. Plan 10. Fuck the human race. <laughs> yeah. You stupid minds. <laughs> <laughs> you horny, horny minds. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you were fucking. You didn't know you had the radio. <laughs> the radio. <laughs> she dies almost as unceremoniously as those guys do. Yeah. Um, she prank calls again to John Lovitz. There's like the come, purse prank call. The prank call. Yeah, the purse does. And she's like, "Come dick me down right now." But also, I left my purse at home. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> John, John Lovitz as the John Lovitz biopic starring Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You ever drive a Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll this booger in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> I don't know why it would be a John Lovitz biopic, but he's doing Matthew McConaughey things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird crossover. It's John Lovitz. It's, Mo- it's Matthew, Matthew McConaughey playing John, John Lovitz, Lovitz playing doing Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when it was in all those shitty movies and you forgot about it? <laughs> Thanks for the Oscar. <laughs> oh, uh, god damn it. Murph. Um Murph. <laughs> yeah, so um <laughs> god damn it. So now yes, the purse called John Lovitz and was like, "Hey, it's me, Celeste. Uh I'm not being fulfilled sexually by your brother." So I need you to come and do that for me at the lab. <laughs> yeah, right. But and I left like, my but I left my tw- purse in his home. So break in so you can dick me down. Yeah, and it's uh, been tw- it's been like eight hours since the wedding. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's like immediately she's like, he's not fulfilling me sexually, and he's like, I'm coming, baby. <laughs> yeah. So they're at the lab. And he, Deus Ex, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Deus Ex Machina's a solution out of fucking nowhere. Just like, the buttons! Okay, there is a oh, he gets extremely forced, like, introduction to the buttons. Like, a couple she gets scenes a in that weird we static shock from his buttons, and it keeps being repeated, which I'm like, excuse me, what? Static shock loses its discharge after it's been shocked. Yeah. It's done. Why is it doing it over and over again when she touches him? Well, she's rubbing her feet on the carpet. You don't see that. <laughs> it's all her, like, multiple feet that she has. Can I touch your button? Yeah. Oh, God. And 
Yes, because basically John Lovitz has created a button-up metal button shirt, which I'm like, they have those. Those exist forever. Yeah. I have one. Metal snaps. Yes. They're fun to open. Yeah, they are fun to open. (laughs) You're like, yeah, getting naked for you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like, yeah, shower time. (laughs) (laughs) You just expand your chest and it just pops open. I I, get it. I got big titties. Yeah. Yeah. So... (laughs) Meanwhile, at the lab, he figures out that's what happened. That's what made the radio signal so strong is that it shorted the the whatever thingy. The, it touched the bicyclometer. Cyclometer. Unicyclometer. Yeah. And so they try to recreate it. They they do. And also the boss is just like, yeah, let's do this now. Yeah, he's like, oh, you he's figured there. out how to fix it? Okay, right? cool. Uh, John Levitt shows up with a purse. And um, hope you don't. Hope you don't have epilepsy, because holy shit, is this going to fuck your night up? Someone won't stop turning on the negative filter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. She's like, I'm going to kill all of you. The purse is. And then um, she just fucking dies. They throw it into the cyclometer. And it's just like. And it explodes. And they're like. But it turns into a gigantic eyeball. And then just like morphs into the celestial gods and they're like in the room yeah it's just one celestial god head yeah and then they like i don't know snap their fingers or something and then everybody's transported outside into the parking lot yeah but also with their car behind them yeah the the rolls royce no the rolls royce and the van Oh, yeah. I don't, whose van was that? The I don't know. Assistant. Yeah, it was never explained, really. Okay, yeah, so Dan Aykroyd also has an assistant, like a nerdy, like, Who's Lewis little, Tully style. Only there to play fucking music, apparently. I don't understand, one, how he, why he has a keyboard, <laughs> and two, how he knows this song that Jimmy Durante used to sing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this whole movie's been bullshit, but buckle up and... Get your bullshit waiters on, because holy shit, is it about to get bullshitty. <laughs> the, okay. Yes. So the so Celestials are like, uh, Celeste, you're coming with us, and we're going to blow up Earth. And she's like, no, please, wait, I've discovered all the magical things about Earth. And they're like, what? And right? she's like, fucking, sucking, and fucking. <laughs> uh, right? They scan her brain, right? Oh, wait, no. First, they do this stupidity thing, right? So basically, um, they're like, yeah, on all the joys. And they're like, like what? And he's like, uh, Dan Aykroyd's like, yeah, let's do the Jimmy Durante thing. Yeah. We've never practiced. They're like, um, like, you know, uh, Jimmy Durante. Because you knew it was going to come back. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And they do a goddamn rehearsed Jimmy Durante song and dance number together. Have you ever wanted the feeling that you wanted to go? Still have the feeling that you wanted to stay. Start to go. Stay again. Start to... <laughs> and remember how I said the assistant has a keyboard? He's playing the song. Yes. And the boss is like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this? And and Dan Aykroyd, because, okay, currently in our theme song, that's what it is, like... Hello up there, you super beings from another dimension. Yes. Right? And you're like, none of this is fun, funny for them, for us, for anything. And then, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need the Avengers. You don't need anyone to save us from the world, because apparently all it takes is Dan Aykroyd singing a goddamn (laughs) 60-year-old song. It's still not enough. 
because remember they got to scan her brain for yes. everything she experienced. But the past they still are hours. like, oh fuck yeah, Jimmy Durante. <laughs> Sweet, I love this. I love this. Man, this is way better than John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> and John Lovitz is there. I forgot. He's... And it, John Lovitz is in this moment when like he basically was like, hello up there, you super beings, right? And they start singing. They cut to John Lovitz, and John Lovitz is doing the exact same thing we all are. He actually rolls his eyes. Yeah, he's like, what is this bullshit? Our planet's <laughs> going to get blown up. <laughs> so they scan her mind and see all the beautiful things she's done. And they're like... And and in that montage, because it's just basically clips from and it's the so, movie. It's so quick. Blink and you'll miss it. it but it, in that montage of all the things that make her happy, there's John Lovett's in there. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like... I like that part where he hit on me. Yeah. They're like basically still not good enough. And John Lovitz. Now this is no. The, they're good. Then they're like, okay, you can stay, and we'll not blow it up. Yes, right? but um, we need. But someone. The has reason to come. why we needed you is we need you to teach us about all these happy things on Earth. We need right. And John Lovitz is like, is there hot, sexy girls like her on the planet? And they're like, all of them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, take <laughs> off your bullshit waiters, because holy shit, did one, did two minutes of this film redeem the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> he, yes, he says, is there hot, sexy women like her on your planet? They said, all of them. Hotter. Hotter. <laughs> then Debatable, out, by the way. Yes, debatable. <laughs> then out of the ship steps, not one, not two, no, you count them, three sets of- not- Twins. Yes. Yes. Three sets of twins step out. Baby! Baby! And then he actually does it there. Oh, oh wow! Oh, she looked She looks just like Princess Stephanie! Yeah. Oh, she looks just like Princess... Who the fuck is Princess Stephanie? Okay, I thought it was a reference I was missing. <laughs> I was like, I know Princess Diana. Yeah. Who the hell is Princess Stephanie? I don't know. But then, <laughs> as if it's not enough, he's like... Can I bring my car? <laughs> and he's like, of course. Princess Stephanie of Monaco. Okay. That's what I can guess. Bring it up there. I want to see what she looks Princess like. Princess Stephanie? She don't look like Prince- the- these girls. I'll tell you that. Excuse me? Princess Stephanie in 1986. That's Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> uh, yeah. Princess Stephanie of Monaco. She was a... Is it, the youngest child of Rainer III, Prince of Monaco, and an American actress, and the American actress of Grace Kelly. Whoa! She's the younger sister of Albert II, Prince of Monaco, and Caroline, Princess of Hanover, currently 13th in line in the succession of the Mona... Montesquieu. Montesquieu throne. Thank you. She has been a singer, swimwear designer, and fashion model. It must have been something in the 80s, like that, like she was the hot of the hot. Jesus Christ, that is the weirdest shit ever. Right? And they do not look like her. No. Well, like, wait, let's, let's, let's bring it up on. Um... That's a terrible picture they put on her Wikipedia. Yeah, I think that's what it goes down to. Let's, uh. Oh my God! It's it's Zool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like man. that one right there. <laughs> She's got a finger up her butt. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, maybe the hairdo looks like these chicks, but she looks like Castor Van Diem in a wig. <sighs> yeah, she did not age well. 
No, Jesus Christ. Yeah, um... Looks like Bruce Jenner. None of these people <laughs> look like this woman. Caitlyn Jenner, sorry. Uh, he's, um... He proceeds to then... They're all wearing, like, flight attendant uniforms, With their titties too? out, though. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then... they're all, like, saluting and holding the salute. Yes, and then he proceeds to risk the fate of humanity on it all by asking if he can bring his Rolls Royce, <laughs> and they're like, yes, because that's bitchin'. And and their goodbye is the least tearful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they're like, bye, fuck you. <laughs> right? And they're like, no, well, like, because Jesse is like, oh, you know, uncle, like, it, it, we're going to miss you, right? And he's like, yep, see ya, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he just drives into the spaceship, and they all, like, hop in, and they're like, woo, right? And then they were done there. Like, they... Kim Basinger and Dan Aykroyd and Jesse, they all go home. Right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you kept those bullshit waiters nearby because you're going to have to put them back on because this single-handedly ruins the rest of the movie. So, like, there's a thing that we did not bring up or establish, but, like, because it did not matter, is the first time that we meet Jesse, she wants so badly, and by so badly, I mean that she says it. Once. Yep. I wish I could dunk a basketball <laughs> <laughs> yes weird wish all right that's cool right? every kid's got their wish but this is leading into the bullshit where they just literally say so like are you not an alien anymore? you're like full human now yeah she's like yeah i'm the... like no she was never a human nor is she now yeah and they're she's like... still an alien it... okay i have a question are the aliens on their planet are they worms Oh, like the purse thing? Yeah, or are I they just know. minions that help them? Because the per- so this is the explanation. The that- purse seems to be all knowing. Yes. Why didn't the purse just accomplish this entire thing? So the purse. So she gives this ex- explanation, which is just the most utter bullshit. She says basically, "No, now the purse is gone. I'm just a human." Excuse me. So the purses what? are more powerful beings. I don't know. And guess what? You don't get an answer. No, you do because it was a total utter fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's Cause, right. Because she goes to – she dribbles the ball. Hold she on. She runs Not up. yet. Not before Dan Aykroyd says, hey, me and Celeste, we should probably go inside and sleep. And Allison Hannigan inappropriately again <laughs> is like, yeah. Sleep. I left some condoms on your pillow, Dad. <laughs> yeah, basically. She, yes. Then she proceeds to run up to the hoop, jump. No, Dan Aykroyd went inside. He went. In, he goes inside. She's talking to her. Yes, she goes to do her layup, and 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 Celeste just holds out her hand, and then and then Jesse just floats up to the basket and dunks, and it feeds into the intro of Space Jam. <laughs> with I believe I can fly and then the Michael Jordan compilation at the start. I will cut it together because I swear to God it, it's so good. See I was on the verge of breaking down. <laughs> you tried to kill me man! <laughs> that's R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, She dunks, she lands, she looks up at the house and there's, there's R. Kelly fu- being like I'll see you in the bedroom. <laughs> I got a full bladder of piss. <laughs> um, no fireworks go off because they fuck again. Immediately? Like, like 
She dunked, and then the fireworks are just going up. He just like what? Two pump prematurely. (laughs) (laughs) And then, ah, it cuts over to the greatest thing. John Lovitz is now in the spaceship with a white piano, like in a white room, (laughs) just with the girls like all around him. One's on the piano singing and dancing, and he's singing a song called. I'm going to teach you how to mate. <laughs> oh, my God. It feels like those um those Bruce Campbell Old Spice ads for a oh, moment. Yeah. But it's weird. It's weird. And then that's the end. Yep. Jesus Christ. What a weird movie. Super weird. Super horny. So horny, but then also wants to be a family film. Yeah. Because of this weird basketball dunking thing, it brings it back around again. Yes. They could have just left it. Yeah. Totally. So, would you recommend this? God, I'm so torn. Because you know what? Yes. Because it is so absurd. Like, you literally could have sat here and probably been like, uh, they just made that up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's insane. I give you that. Yeah. So, I I definitely would, too. Something I want to try. So, we have the VHS copy here in the studio, right? Yeah. Something I want to try, but and maybe you can help me out with this off air to figure it out, is, like, um, I know I can't upload a video. Like, certain videos are copyrighted, right? But what if I live streamed? some stuff and we like, started live streaming like VHS versions of the of the things that we own just film the screen just make it even shittier oh no that's <laughs> too much no we'll figure it out we could do it we could do a digital yeah cuz i would i would love people to see this like there's something about it yeah it, it's so off the wall awful yes that it like redeems itself with its like horrendousness Almost. John, yeah. as we, in the beginning of the movie, we set out to tell you that John Lovitz is bullshit, but holy shit, is he the only reason this movie is, like, watchable? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I totally recommend it as well. Uh, where would you throw it on the jaw scale? Even though I recommend this, I'm giving this a Jaws 4, because it's fucking terrible. Jaws <laughs> uh, 4, is for me, is usually reserved for... No, wait, we're going to get to it because yes, Cruel we are Jaws gonna is watch coming Cruel in Jaws. So that J- Cruel Jaws is for the unwatchable. <laughs> yes. Watch Cruel Jaws is probably going to be like a Jaws 1 for us. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> but um, I'll go three. I'll go three. That's the one with the with the SeaWorld. Yeah, that's SeaWorld. That it's one's not, pretty killer. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's not fully watchable either. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of things going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, – that's what we thought about it. But there's still a person that we haven't heard from yet. We like to ask, what did Carly think? Uh, she did not watch much of it because she got to the portions where he was being really creepy with his daughter and was like, I'm good, and tapped out. <laughs> 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 she did watch the ending of it, though, with, with them doing the song and dance number and was like, what? I'm going to teach you how to mate. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, because that's his job. He's going to go back to the planet and fuck. He's going to slam. <laughs> Just every girl. This was John Lovett's dream role. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's so funny because he's just so mad weird looking that he's like the sex symbol of this film. Yeah, especially when he gives like squinty seductive eyes. It's, uh, yeah. His, that, that John Lovett's face. Oh, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, hello <laughs> um, oh, John Lovitz okay so 
I I really need to figure out a new way to rephrase this because I'm like there's there's more than one person we haven't heard from. There's multiple people, and these people are people who have given the movie a full flying colors <laughs> five star review. Yes, and these people we ask to give me five. Now these are found by you. Yes, right. I have no idea what they're going to say, but. How how much of a roller coaster ride am I in for today? They're weird. Okay. Admitting, of course, they're going to be weird. Okay. So the first one is written by Takenzik1244, written two years ago, June 19th, 2017, <laughs> titled A Sleeper and a Very Funny Movie. Although this is kindly a B-movie, this is one of my top ten favorite films. Most comedies produce a smile or a chuckle, but very few, like this one and Mickey Blue Eyes, produce an LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> the scene where she learns about kissing, the one where she walks outside in her bathrobe. Well, it was a negligee. <laughs> uh, the wedding scene where she dashes out to unbury the bag and the scene where she prepares breakfast are hilarious. And I laugh even though I've seen the movie a dozen times. My favorite line, quote, oh, I'm never coming back, is one I have used many times with friends and family. I own this and I watch it whenever I am in need of a good laugh. The, the line with John Lovitz? Okay. Oh, I'm never coming back. Yes. That review is so odd because they say their favorite funny moments are like arguably some of the least funny moments in this <laughs> movie. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I love saying, oh, I'm not coming back. And everyone gets the reference, right? Any If anybody says that their favorite, if, that, that if somebody says that their favorite moment isn't when that guy <laughs> gets torn across the railing and into his own car <laughs> and goes, I think I'll be going home now. <laughs> they are wrong. <laughs> I will post that clip five times over before <laughs> anything else in this movie. <laughs> A super cut of John Lovett's noises. Baby! Baby! Uh, is, is John just on the show now? Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! John and Clint, best friends. Beautiful! <laughs> um... Next one is written by Vampplaid79, like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, they're all fresh. Uh, titled, Predicted the Internet. What did you find? <laughs> Fantastic 80s flick with Aykroyd and Basinger at their best. Anyone in their 40s will remember that... Fuck you. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go ahead and get through this like I didn't just read that. <laughs> Anyone in their 40s will remember these type of flicks, and when Basinger has to kiss Ackroyd, that has to be the best, the future prediction for our society that the internet was coming. I mean, Google Kiss in your handbag, LOS. <laughs> what? I'm going to try to reread this. <laughs> You're reading it exactly as it's written. I am. I mean, Google Kiss in that the internet... Uh, wait, Google Kiss in your handbag, LOLs. 
You have a young willow from Buffy, the pure cheese that was the bedroom scene, facing her doing the whole slow-mo thing. Got to love we get an ending where the brother literally sacrifices his other brother by letting him go to aliens for a piece of arse. Did anyone think else think it was suspicious that they all look like Princess Stephanie, like the aliens knew? Kind of creepy. All round, decent 80s flick and some great cheese. <laughs> Ten stars. You only picked this for the 40s thing. Yeah. You, you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, that just about does it for us here. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and die now because I'm 40. It was. It's so funny because it's as if no one's ever seen it unless you're over 40. <laughs> I think that's true. Also, I loved it because it sounded like this guy was having a stroke midway through. <laughs> <laughs> it predicted the internet because Google kiss when she kisses Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, what does that mean? Almost as if like the purse googled the word kiss yes and also, got a whole bunch of weird results yes and also the internet was in its infancy in the in the late 80s so that's not that i like, created the internet <laughs> and mare man bear pig <laughs> it's a series of tubes <laughs> god damn it well thanks for that one <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead now and hope a bunch of princess stephanie's come to my door because i'm 40 and completely unable to get a woman thanks pal you're welcome yeah why else am i here <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so yeah that's it that's my stepmother's an alien i hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we seem to have uh don't forget to follow us rate review subscribe all those fun things if your first time to the show welcome Hope you check out that Avengers pregame we got coming out on Thursday. Yes. And if this is your first time listening to it, but it's way ahead in the future, go back and check out some of the past episodes. Check out Avengers pregame. Check out Avengers Endgame on our new staff picks is what we're calling them. Yeah. Uh, Staff picks, colon, Avengers Endgame. That's how it'll be presented. So check out those. Check out the uh, the new live show. That's coming up on the 24th. Yeah. That's May 24th at 7 p.m. here at the Frida Cinema in Santa Ana, California. We will be doing Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Running Man from 1987. Come out. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll be joined by another podcast on stage, so double the, double the comedy, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> double the jokes at my expense. <laughs> there we go. There it is. And, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and make fun of me more on stage. <laughs> People seem to like it. <laughs> they do. They, they really do. do. They, they really, really do. do. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad we had fun with this one, because next week's episode. Oh, God. Well, maybe it'll be a lot more fun than the first time that we did uh, an Alice in Wonderland, because <laughs> yes. Callan was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, join us next week for Alice Through the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. It sounded like you had more to say. I did, but I don't know where it went. (laughs) (laughs) My looking glass. My wife. My wife. That's that's all it's gonna be next week, guys. Just just buckle in. It's gonna be just nothing but Borat impressions. Yes, and bad ones at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Join us for that, and then we'll round out the month with the Running Man episode. If you can't make it, or if you're not in the Southern California area, you'll be able to listen to that one as well. And then, oh, June's gonna be fun. June's a lot of fun. It's a lot of back to school stuff. Oh hell like, yeah! And it's it's heavy on horror. Oh. 
Yes. So you're welcome, America. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, check out T-shirts, Bombs Away. Uh, has a c- exclusive T-shirts that you can't get anywhere else. Although you could probably make them yourself. <laughs> but uh, please, no. Uh, go ahead and check out tpublic.com slash stores slash bombs dash away dash show. Yes, it's the the currently the best way to directly support the show um, because we uh, it's a direct source of income. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, All right. I think that covers everything. That does cover about everything. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan. Share this episode. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Yeah, share it. Okay? Share it. All right? And smash that motherfucking like button. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hulk smash it. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. I'm Jonathan. I'm Tyler. Baby! Baby! been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Shh.